Episode 141, How to Stop Wasting Your Time. Welcome to How to Glow, where we get real about building the marriage of your dreams. I'm certified coach Kayla Levin, and I help married Jewish women go from surviving and overwhelmed to thriving and connected through practical tips, real-life inspiration, and more than a little self-awareness along the way. Okay, okay. Hello, my friends. Um, Nice to be back with you. I am excited to be talking to you about this topic. This is actually the topic we're going to be focusing on in March inside of How to Glow, which I think is so perfect because as we're getting ready for Pesach, we don't want to be wasting our time. (laughs) So where does this come from? So let me just paint the picture for you. So, so often I'll be working with one of my clients and she'll say something along the lines of, you know, I, I had this thing, I wanted to get it done. And I just, I don't even know what happened to the time. Or she'll say, I just picked up my phone, just check a message. And like two hours later or 30 minutes later, and I'm just scrolling Or, you know, I just know that if I were to stop watching, I could get so much more done with my day, something along these lines. And it's not always electronic, right? But this just feeling that like, you're just pushing stuff off. You're not getting done what you know you could get done. You know, there's like, there's more in you, or there's just a goal that you have. And it might be as simple as, you know, starting to organize for Pesach. And it might be as big as starting a new business or, you know, getting ready, making space in your life to have more time with your husband or focusing more with your kids, right? I want to focus on one specific reason that this happens. Okay. And it's a concept called buffering. All right. I love this concept. I think this is a really, really useful and practical thing. And it's such a helpful word to add to your vocabulary. So this is a concept that I learned from my coach, Brooke Castillo. So buffer is any time that you, you end up with a net negative result because of a behavior. So that might mean, you know, scrolling on your phone isn't necessarily a bad thing if this is the time of your day where your goal is to sit down and relax and put up your feet. But if right now what you were supposed to be doing was getting ready for work tomorrow or, you know, packing lunches for school or spending time with your husband. So not great use of your time, right? So now it's a buffer because it's a net negative result. You're not doing the thing that you want to be doing with that time. There's a lot of different ways that people buffer, right? Some people do it with checking news sites. So at the end of it, they've wasted their time. Now they might be feeling like really strung out and really nervous. It, it, you start to notice the difference with your buffers because of the energy with which you pursue it, right? Because sometimes the buffer comes from almost this kind of like anxious, grabby place. Like I just, I don't want to deal with whatever this thing is. Let me just do this instead. Like I'm just kind of pushing off something else as opposed to, you know, imagine like it's Shabbos afternoon and you open up your magazine and you're sitting there reading. It's not a buffer. There's nothing else that you need to be doing. Your, your, your point is to sit down and enjoy yourself. Right. And I think it's really important that we clarify between these two things, because I want you to be able to sit and enjoy positive, relaxing activity. And I don't want you to fool yourself into thinking that scrolling on your phone or checking websites or forums online or online shopping or having another glass of wine at the end of the day, or, 
you know, eating something that you're really not even enjoying, but it just kind of gives you that extra quick dopamine hit. I don't want you to think that that is self-care because really what's happening is you're avoiding something, you're getting away from something and it's, it doesn't end up fueling you at the end of the day, right? You don't end up feeling better off. That's a good, I guess, another way of sort of noticing if it's a buffer. So, so much of the time, the reason that we're not getting done what we need to get done, or the reason we're feeling so overwhelmed, if we just honestly take a look at how we're spending our time, and I'm including myself in this, I'm not saying it's only you guys, is we look at our time and we can start to see pockets of time that just got wasted, right? And so I want you to start to examine it. It's really helpful, by the way, to examine this, not from a place of judgment or condemnation, or this is terrible, but just to examine it from a place of like, okay, this is interesting. What's going on here? Might be nice to know that I could get some of this time back, right? Maybe that's possible for me. When you go into judgment, and I'm telling you this because I see it over and over again, you just go down this whole rabbit hole of judgment and shame and like whatever, you're not good enough. And nothing actually productive ever happens from that, right? Like you're just, I'm just like, come back, come back over here where it's normal and human what you're doing. Cause then we can actually like make some progress and do what you want with your life. Okay. So like, don't indulge over there. Don't go there, but just start to notice it because it's a gift you can give yourself to start to get this time back. Now it's not just your time. I think it's actually something much more profound that you lose when you engage in buffering. And again, all of us do it (laughs) to some degree and we all have different buffers. So as I'm talking, I want you to start to think about like, oh, wait, some of you already have identified, oh, you know exactly what your buffers are. Some of you might be like, I think it's a little bit this one, a little bit, just start to think about it as as you're going through this podcast, because it's really good to start to sort of articulate that for yourself. But the thing that I think you really, really miss out on even more than whatever time you waste, or let's say you, you know, you don't feel good because you had that extra glass of wine, or you don't feel good because you had, you know, a chocolate bar that you weren't even stopping to enjoy is that the feelings, whatever's coming up for you that you're buffering to get away from is really there to give you information. Okay. So the feeling might be something as simple as I don't want to start working on Pesach, or it's really overwhelming for me to think about making Mishalach Manos if we're like being very seasonal right now. Right. Or it might be something like, it's really uncomfortable for me to be around these people. I'm, I'm self-conscious right now, or I'm feeling lonely. I just moved to a new neighborhood and I haven't really made friends yet. Right. Something is coming up for you. And if you use a buffer to push it away, In the moment, it feels like you feel better, but it doesn't ever solve the problem. You know, the imagery that I have is it's just like, you're just like shoving it into this closet, but like all those emotions and feelings are still there. And the more that you shove in there, the more the door is just going to stop closing. At some point, you're not going to be able to keep closing the door, right? It's not being healed. It's not being dealt with. And so those feelings are there to give you information. And it's a gift. It's actually a good thing. And it's, it's so funny because we're, we've been raised in this world in which you're kind of sold this idea that you're supposed to feel good all the time. I mean, even people in the self-improvement space often get confused by that. They'll be like, well, I don't know if I just had the right model, if I had the right thought, if I just, you know, was more grateful, I would just feel good all the time as if that is somehow the goal. Right. But in my mind, this is just part of like 
being human. Great. You felt terrible today. Congratulations. That's the best case scenario. You're a human being and you're alive and your brain is working. Now, do we need to have negative emotions where you're spinning out and you're completely ineffective and you're just dealing with the same things over and over again? No. That are all negative emotions a problem? No. If we never had negative emotion, there would be nothing to spur us to change or to grow or to try something different or something new in our life. Negative emotions can be a huge gift to us. So I want you to just remind your brain (laughs) that it's totally fine if you're feeling a negative emotion and we don't have to just jump onto our phone the second that it comes up. And I'll just share with you, I've said this before, but I think that I'm very much not alone in this, that the negative emotion I had the hardest time learning to deal with was boredom. And I think that this is especially typical of people who maybe listen to a lot of podcasts or they, you know, like to consume a lot of content. They like to learn a lot. Maybe you listen to a lot of audiobooks or Shigarim online, or you just, you know, have a lot of WhatsApp chats going or, you know, things on Facebook or Instagram you're consuming so much content that it's, it's, it's becomes like foreign territory to just be bored. Right. And I almost think of it as if my brain is like, well, if we have, if we've been doing all this, not being bored, maybe being bored is dangerous. Like maybe we shouldn't be bored. Right. And it was really important for me to learn that if I had just kept engaging with my buffers, if I kept saying, okay, it's fine. Every time I'm with my kids, I'm also on my phone or every time I'm with my kids, I'm also listening to a podcast. I would never have had to deal with the boredom, right? Like I would have just pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. It would have been there, but I would have been pushing it, pushing it down the line, right? And in that moment, I would have felt better. So if I had kept doing that, then I would never have been able to just sit and be with my kids. I'd never be able to say yes. And they said, can you just push me on the swing? And there's no other moms to talk to. And I'm just standing there pushing (laughs) for however long it takes right? I wouldn't have had the choice to make because I wasn't willing to feel bored. Okay. And so it was really important for me to get past that buffer, that initial thing that I wanted to do because I didn't want to deal with the boredom. Right. So in the moment when I would say, mommy, can you push me on the swing? I'd just be like, let me just quickly grab a podcast. Let me quickly grab an audiobook. Let me go find something to be doing with my brain while I'm pushing on the swing. I wanted that buffer. I wanted that quick fix of like inspiration and excitement and mental stimulation right? But when I said, okay, wait, what just happens if I just go and push her on the swing with none of it? I don't allow myself to have the buffer. I just have to be there with myself and with my kid. So what came up for me was boredom. And that in the beginning was a really, really difficult emotion for me to feel, but I learned how to feel it. And then I was available for so many more things. You know, I gave this example to one of my clients and she was like, oh my gosh, that is exactly what I do which was that I started to notice that anytime I had to do a certain type of household task, so like unload the dishwasher or wash the dishes or move the laundry, fold laundry, it was like this anxious need to make sure I had some good podcast queued up. Like I have to make sure I have something so we can do these things. And sometimes it would take me longer to get all the tech figured out than it would take to just run upstairs, move the laundry, and then continue on with my day. Right. So such a good example of how the buffer just has this negative result, like because I wasn't willing to just deal with the boredom that was coming up from just moving on some laundry, which totally wasn't that bad. Once I just, you know, learned how to deal with it, then I I was able to just be so much more efficient. I didn't need to like protect myself from this negative emotion. And again, for some of you, the negative emotion might feel a little bit more deep, right? For a lot of you, you're feeling very disconnected from your husbands right now. 
And if you're feeling disconnected from your husband, that can be a very negative emotion, but going on Facebook or going shopping, whether it's online or in person or whatever the thing is that you might be doing to avoid feeling that disconnection doesn't get you more connected. So whether what you want to do is look at the thought work, which I always recommend, or you want to just make a plan for yourself, how you're going to connect to your husband better and like add some more of that back into your life. Either way, neither one's going to happen if you're just busy scrolling, right? The reason that I think that this is so important, incredibly important, isn't just that I want to give you back the ability to make choices. Isn't just that I want you to be able to fix whatever's going on in your life that might be bringing up negative emotion. It's that I believe that inside each of us is a part that knows what it is we're supposed to express in this world, right? What you have to express in the world, I can't do for you. Nobody else can do it for you. Each of us has our own nakuda, our own thing that we're supposed to bring into the world. And if we're buffering, if we're just kind of living in this haze of avoiding all of the negative emotion, one of those negative emotions might be saying, hey, we want to work on this now, right? And it might be something very personal and small. I'm not saying that everyone's going to end their life with a TED talk, right? It might be something very private that nobody else knows you're ever working on, or it might be something very public or somewhere in the middle. But if we don't leave space for that inner voice to just come up and nudge us with some of those emotions saying like, Hey, maybe this isn't working. Maybe you should, you know, you want to be a little more connected to your kids. Maybe you want to reach out a little bit more with your husband. Maybe you want to be doing a little more chesed in your community, whatever the thing is, if we're just buffering and buffering and buffering, you'll never be able to realize that. And to me, that's the biggest loss. I don't think we can afford to lose even one person and what one person has to offer. So again, your negative feelings are not a problem. It's called being human. It's totally fine. You just don't have to believe your brain at all when it wants to say like, we cannot feel lonely. And I know that for some of these bigger ones, when you're right in it, it feels really scary. And I want you to just be like, oh my gosh, actually all these feelings are totally fine. Not dangerous. It's not gonna hurt me to feel this feeling. The exercise I want to leave you with, and this is again, something I'll be giving a lot of extra follow-up support. And we're going to be working through all month long inside of how to glow is to identify one buffer and give yourself a protocol. Okay. So let's say that you spend a lot of time on news sites. So I want you to just decide on a protocol. What is the protocol? It means this is when I'm allowed to go on news sites. You decide it ahead of time. Okay. So not like when I'm interested in what's on the news, (laughs) that would not be the time. Right. But it might be like, Wednesdays and Thursday, Wednesdays and Saturday nights from nine to 10 PM are the times that I'm allowed to check the news. Okay. And you write it down somewhere where you can see it. So it's clear you've made the commitment and just pick a period of time that you feel you could do this. I would recommend you do it for a full month. And the reason I want you to pick this protocol is that as soon as you set it, then your brain is going to have a tantrum, right? Then your brain is going to have all the thoughts and all the feelings and all the like, immediately we're going to need to know the news and no, it's not okay for me to just ask a friend if they heard what's going on. Like we're going to have to have it right now. So I want you to set your protocol so that then you can see what the work is, what comes up for you. That's going to get you closer to starting to see what's, what's the chatter that your brain has been using to keep you doing this buffer. That will be number one. And number two will be once you're able to stick to this protocol, what comes up for you when it's removed? Some of you will just be able to remove it. You'll just be like, okay, I'm not going to go on social media this month. (laughs) You know, you'll just go all the way. And then right away, you'll start to see all the stuff coming up for you. You might not have a lot of chatter is what I'm saying. It might be just like a really clean decision for you to just take a month off of whatever your buffer is. 
And as you work your way through this protocol, again, the thing, the two things I want you to really be focusing on are number one, what's the chatter? If it's, I have chatter that's keeping me going and keeping me using this buffer. And number two, what's coming up for me on the other side and really start to notice what benefits you see, because you might be amazed. I've had clients that I put on podcast breaks and social media breaks. <laughs> we do lots of breaks inside my coaching, right? And I'm really excited to be doing this in the whole group because I think we'll get a lot of chizik from learning from each other. And it's amazing the amount of mental clarity that comes out the other side. It's the amazing the things that I hear from them where they say, oh, well, you know, it used to be, for instance, one, one client said to me, it was so hard for me to get out of bed because I never had any like mental space all day long. But then when she got rid of her buffers, when she got rid of listening to so many podcasts and she still listened, but she had a very clear amount or, you know, she created a protocol for herself she had so much more mental space throughout the day. So she didn't need to lie in bed processing everything and preparing herself for her day because her whole day felt so much more mentally spacious. I think about the amount that so many of us have on our plate and the statistics about how much time, I mean, if you have a smartphone and you wanna check like your screen time app or any of the apps you can install to actually see how much time you're spending looking at your phone. Cause when you think about it, when you're looking at your phone you're not doing anything else right? Listening to a podcast is one thing. And, and a lot of these apps will, they don't count. If you're just listening to something, they'll count if you're doing something that requires scrolling uh, or reading. When you're looking at your phone, you're not doing anything else. And I've seen statistics over two hours a day, easily for the average adult looking at their phone per day. I mean, if you can give yourself two hours a day back or even an hour and a half, because most of us don't need to be on our phones for two hours a day, right? So how much less overwhelmed would you feel just because you just now have this extra hour and a half in your day to get things done, right? So there's so many benefits on the other side. Those are just a couple that I've heard. I've heard other ones. I am really looking forward to hearing what you experience and what comes out for you. Definitely join us inside of the program. If you're hearing this in time to sign up, uh, March 1st, the doors close to How to Glow. So make sure you're in there. It's really important that we, you know, kind of solidify our group and move into the month and not kind of have people trickling it all month long. So that's one of the reasons that I really like to do that. Also, I want you to have a chance to just make a decision. So this doesn't become one more thing on your mental to-do list. Oh, decide about how to glow. Like I'll push it off. I'll push it off. I'll push it off. This is your chance to decide. If you're listening to this before March 2nd, then this is your chance to make a decision about whether you'll be joining us. I'm also really, really looking forward to April because I had a lot of responses from my last podcast asking me to go much more deeply into the provider receiver model. It's a little bit different, but I'll just share with you that a lot of people said that it really resonated with them and they really saw themselves playing this whole damsel in distress, knight in shining armor dynamic, and they want to get a more authentic version of Mashpia and Makabal in their marriage. So in April, we're actually going to be moving into that topic as a group. And I'm really excited to be doing that work as well. So come join us in March, stay with us for April. We're going to be doing some really, really amazing things inside of the program. And I hope you all have an amazing, amazing week. I'll see you back here next week. Bye-bye.